Right, what's going on everybody? I'm your boy DJ Armani with Athletics Productions and I'm here with my very, very, very special guest, um, a very good friend of mine, like X amount of years, amazing athlete for Great Britain. With my co-host today, I want to welcome Nathaniel Mitchell Blake, the one and only. How are you, sir? DJ Armani. <laughs> hey man, it's my... with it every I time. Never, <laughs> ever called him... DJ Armani in my life. Oh, you, you know me. So no, you but it's, I'm not going to put your government out there. No, it's cool. It's cool. You can do it. It's nah, going to happen. What's funny is because I was talking to, to my sister yesterday yeah. and uh, she was like, how you got Jasmine tickets to go to like a, a concert or, did, yeah. or something. And because DJ Armani, you know him. So I was like, what is this? I mean, it, it comes with the territory, innit? I can't help it. I, it was just one of those things to do DJ when I first started. Um, so... How's it going, man? How's it um, been? It's been a long time. Yeah, it has. It has. Um, I've been good. Thank you guys for having me. Um, it's good that we can do this. But yeah, I've been good, man. Can't complain. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, way back, the way I like to start is, what brought you into athletics? Uh, you know when you're young, you do every sport. Yeah. So, I, I thought I was tearing me when I was younger. Then. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember actually, those days. Actually, I actually love cricket more. Like, I remember guys playing football on the basketball court don't ask me why they done that but that's what we done used to do put yeah, our bags put, put two bags <laughs> yeah man it went on goal i wouldn't play football i'd play cricket mm. i don't know why but i had more fun playing cricket, cricket than man. football i'm not even gonna lie this sunday was the first time i've watched cricket <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> i hate cricket man cricket. <laughs> cricket's good it's not for me but it's uh, cricket was my first love i remember like the first like Sporting equipment I got as a Christmas present was like a Slazenger 100 set. Got like <laughs> four wickets, you know, a little bat, and then that was me. I actually, mm. in my back garden, there no grass used to grow in a certain part, and my dad would always get like really, really mad. And so it was like, we can't play cricket because we're stopping the grass from growing. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, cricket was my first love, but athletics, um, it kind of got to the point where I realized sports has a lot of politics in it. And I realized mm. that from a young age, because I remember going power league. Because yeah. when I'm younger, I'm balancing football and I'm balancing athletics. And I used to go to power league with my, at the time, my classmates. Dad was like the head coach. And um, I joined pretty late. I joined like mid-season. But you know, when you have speed, that's like a major attribute when you're young. Every, like every yes. speed, everyone wants That's a major that, component. So I was the fast guy. And as I said, I fought a Sierra Reese. So I was like, let me play up front or in the wing. And um, I remember I came on in a game one time and I scored like a hat trick. I just came on. Then, at them times, you can bring people in and out of the game. Mm. And I came on for like a five minute spell, well, maybe a bit longer. And I scored like three goals and he took me off. And from then I was just kind of baffled. And I was like, he got mad at the goalkeeper opposed to praising me. Like he got mad at the opposing <laughs> players and was like, what are you guys doing? Like, he was upset at them. <laughs> I was like, I can't deal with this. Like, and in athletics, well, running in particular, you dictate the outcome there's no politics it, the sport keeps you honest like whoever's fought past the post wins mm. and um yeah it was good social fun too because you know you got the older people there then you got interact with some girls too it's just a bit yeah. of banner yeah it's a bit fun out there isn't it? yeah, <laughs> it's fun man it's fun to some events, i used to think it was a big deal i remember like every sunday we used to go to our meets barry as well sorry oh, okay. well, i told you i told you it's up hey dj it's fine we'll keep it in just really too he can attest to this too though my dad came to pretty much every meet yeah. this is like when we're young too and then my mum used to make like a packed lunch box and it was a big thing that, I was listen, like, no 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 this was a packed lunch this was dinner yeah yeah I'm this talking was, like barbecue chicken and dinner yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we all go to these meets and he could share food with the team if he really wanted yeah, to I had my little igloo them time there <laughs> and um 
I was one of the best guys in my age group because we were in a pretty low league because the yeah. club we were running for wasn't really great. But to be honest, on the national scale, the guys who we used to run with were always up there with yeah, the yeah, likes yeah. of um, Akeem, Akeem was and Jimmy. Talented. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, when, when you're winning races, it's fun. And mm. I was young, but I still thought I was the guy, you know. Yeah. And then when you hang around with the older guys because you're doing well, they kind of embrace you more and you think you're the cool, you know. It, 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 it was just fun, man. It was fun. It was it was, it was nice. We used to travel a lot, man. We had we had such a good setup because we had like the under 17 guys, some of the under 20s, and then he was literally like probably more one of like four. Me and Jerome. Yeah. We only had a few under 13s. Mm. But where they was with us all the time, mm. they, they almost wasn't, it was like they wasn't yeah. 12 years old. They, they, they didn't treat like, any different. They didn't treat any different. It was, it was strange because I'll be taught, he'd be involved in the conversations that we're having. Yeah. Normal. Yeah, I don't even want to know what normal was. Nah, no, no, <laughs> different time. It was, it was different time, bad. different universe. It's fine. It wasn't um, but quite early on in your career, you moved. Yeah. You moved over to Jamaica and yeah. a couple of years went past. Couldn't really find anything back then, like to see what was going on. And then mm-hmm. out of nowhere, you start seeing the name pop up a bit more. And you're like, oh, okay, so you're still doing it. Yeah. Um, and I think first couple of years, I see him like see results and stuff. It, and he was around the same same times, maybe a bit faster out mm-hmm. there than he was over here. So it's like, okay, cool, he's making him improvements. Mm-hmm. About two years later, I think he would have been under 17 over here, mm. 21-4, 10-4. Mm. This man tells me he's running it on grass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm what like- What coach were you with? Uh, it doesn't go like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I moved to Jamaica when I was 13 and I, um, I went to a private school first. And that was just because my parents wanted us to transition to the culture a bit easier, opposed to go straight into the public school system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't for me, man. Like I'm around, some amazing it was an amazing school i'm not discrediting the school but i just couldn't really relate no i have a good family dj and marty yeah. can attest to that mm-hmm. but it was just like they were like the most affluent families in jamaica like this is 2007 i've seen hummers come into school like <laughs> escalades <laughs> and like your, your fellow classmates are driving i'm just like i can't this is not for me like i mm. couldn't really relate and i also knew that it was very expensive but my mm. parents were forced to do that just because, because of culture. So I, I ran a boys and girls champs, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got an opportunity to attend another school called Jamaica College. And then that's where it kind of really kicked off from there. Oh, fair. So what was your first big competition? Like, was it when you were under 17 or was it under 20s? Internationally or nationally? Or like at the time being in Jamaica. Uh, so boys and girls champs. Uh, so when I first moved to Jamaica, that's I went. I was at Belair and I was at JC for a year. You have to, it's a transfer rule, so you have to sit out. Mm-hmm. So for that year, I was boarding in Kingston, which is like an at that time maybe an hour fifteen from where I used to live. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty far when you don't drive and you're fourteen years old. And I'm away from home at these times. I'm with a teacher. Uh, good lady, you have our differences, you know, naturally. And uh, I used to travel like maybe like. 40 minutes to get to school in the morning. And these times I'm in Jamaica, like I'm in Kingston as yeah. a 14-year-old <laughs> British youth, standing out like a sore thumb, you know. <laughs> my dad's still getting me shoes size and a half too big. You know, them Jamaican parents. Oh, With them shorts up there yeah. in your waist. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got my blue uniform, my <laughs> epilepsy on. And, um, but I owe Jamaica College a lot to where I am today. So I was there for a year, I sat out for my first year. My second year, I started running. 
But it's like when you come from somewhere where you're fully embraced and, you know, when you're the fast guy, you're the popular guy, you know. So I was always used to having a certain level of social status among my peers. Mm. Moving to Jamaica, you start right at the bottom and it humbles you completely (laughs) because... For one, you're British, so they automatically think you're soft. Like, S A R F F soft. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, you kind of have to prove yourself. But you got to be careful how you do that because there's some serious people out there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I remember um, I went to school and then I was getting teased. They were like, British boy, whoop de whoop de whoop de whoop. And I said to a man, go suck your mother. But look, this is me saying that, yeah? With a British accent. With a British accent. <laughs> and I'm just frustrated at this point. You know what the man done to me? He slapped me in my face, took out a knife and said, pussy, me stab you, yeah? And I was like, raw, this is not like a <laughs> joke to you. I'm really out here. In London, you would have just got back. Like so a, look, to oh, be, your mom's in, so no, fat. In London, <laughs> in London, I wouldn't be in that situation though. Because man's not testing me. I'm already yeah. top man in my little year group. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I, I dictate, 7C, yeah. I got first pick on the team. I'm team captain in Jamaica. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting picked last. You know that way there? It even got from that as well, isn't it? Yeah, from like, like it humbles the main you. Person it to like... humbles you, bro. So you got to learn how to move correctly. And you're trying to pick out your friends. And I remember, I thought I thought you was cool. So I'm partnering with him. Mm. This dude's the biggest nerd ever. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I had friend up the nerd. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a nerd, bro. I would never be that It's your first friend. Yeah, it's man. It's your first friend. You got you to let it roll. And I, I wasn't even too enthusiastic to train. Just because I never felt like I fit in. Mm. And I didn't understand the magnitude of boys and girls at the time anyway. Like, people are telling me, and I remember my first year there, I saw Johan Blake, Nickel Ashmead, them boy, that, uh, Warren Way, I saw all them guys run at Champs. And you hear their names, the front page of the, of the article, and you see where they are today, but back then you're just like, okay, their boys are running fast. Mm. But like, when you sit back and think about where you were then, it's like, oh, it's actually a much bigger deal, you know? And I remember I was at a track meet, and oh gosh, it's like, the roster's like 100, 100 of us, right? And you pick what heat you're in. And I kept getting pushed to the back of the line. I was like, I'm, I'm in this thing. No, you're not. Like, literally, you know, you go back there and I'm just going back. <laughs> There's like 30 heaps, bro. I'm in the last heat. But guess what? The fastest time of the day. I did. And that's when I got a little bit of ratings. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, he dropped at time. Mm. The coaches start to embrace you just that little bit more. Mm-hmm. Your peers look at you like, yeah, they're, they're not sure whether to embrace me yet, but I kind of put my foot in the door. And I, it, from then on in, I started to feel more appreciation from, not that, I, you know, when you're young, you do want validation. You do yeah. want to feel involved. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm mentally tough now, but back then I was totally naive to the it's whole like thing. It's like football team and being on, on the bench every time. Yeah, it? like. No one wants to be on the bench every time. Yeah. Were you surprised? No offense to Jones. Were you it? surprised that like at that chance when you ran the time, were you surprised? Because it kind of, the way I've taken that is like, you weren't even really saying too tough in training to to kind of say to yourself, well, nah, I'm going to be in this race. Mm. Obviously, you don't want to, you ain't trying to argue with nobody. Um, but. I was, you know what's so funny too? So, you know who handed my, my medal at me too? It was uh, Morris Green. And Morris Green was a big idol of mine at that time. You know, mm. I used to like, we used to think that... <laughs> Coming out sideways was the thing, yeah, and that you know, was, listen, that licking was the your lips. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, listen, this man, yeah, between Maurice Green and Justin Gatlin, I've never seen someone like literally he would cover both sides of the lane for about twenty meters. I used to think that was the way. Ragged like, drive. You face. just, you just didn't know. Arms. You're just trying to. You look these, at the best and you try to emulate the best. These bony arms is coming at you in the next <laughs> lane. You're like, whoa. Yeah, and uh, I remember saying, "Go," you know, because he got the goat tail on his arm. Yeah. 
but look how life works. I have more excuse than my phone today. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. And I've mentioned that moment to him, but he won't remember, you know? So it's a funny story to that point. I know we've got a brief amount of time. I was Christmas 2009. My mm. cousin and I were like best friends because we both went to like the private school together and we were the same age. So we naturally become close, especially when I didn't really have many friends at that oh, moment boy, in time. Yeah. So mm. we become naturally much, much closer. I'm at a hotel for Christmas and uh, I go onto the balcony. Guess who I see standing there? Tyson Gay and Steve Mullins. Idols. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and Tyson Gay legit is like Idols, yeah. the guy who I idolized growing up. And I was just like, wait, that's Tyson Gay. And go on my Facebook to this day, I got a picture of him. Big V-neck, scrawny arms. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like taking a picture. And what's funny too, because I remember 2006 Crystal Palace, after Tyson won the 200, asked for his vest, and he gave it to me. So I still got Do you still have it? Yeah. Still have that I vest? I still got that vest. Come on, I'll have that, you know. No, uh, Tyson you know is the nicest guy, you know. I feel like I'm lying, wise. but mm. I might not be lying. Mm. Am I right in saying that you brought this vest to training once and you tried to wear it, but it was too big? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've ran in it competitively before. Seriously. And look how life goes around. So I got that vest 2006. Mm. I'm meeting Christmas 2009. I'm now training the same group as him. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes I still catch myself like, did that like motivate you though? Like, you know, missing those people around that time where you just like. I was just a fanboy. I was just more like, wow, mm. like, these guys it's are these real. Guys, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? These guys are real people. Um, mm. I want to ask quite a, a serious question. Mm. Do you think if you didn't move, because you, cause you've been, you was here, mm. started here, mm. went to Jamaica, mm -hmm. and then you ended up in the US for mm. university and stuff? Mm. Do you think if you didn't do that, would you be in the position you're in now? Sub 20, sub 10? Probably not. Because Multiple at that moment in time, you. where would I go after I leave Ilford AC? Now, I love Ilford AC and mm. I've got a lot of respect for it. And there's a couple guys who came through the ranks with me who were above me, you know, JPK. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and um, no, I don't think I would have taken it as serious because it got to the point where... I went through school and I knew I couldn't afford university. Plain and simple. I had to get a scholarship, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, I was running okay times. I was the, I remember uh, CJ's to our right and we made the World Youth Team in 2011. That's where we first left up. That's when I first started hearing about CJ. And you know what's funny? Like, I've got a lot of respect for him and I'd say we, we pretty much, as corny as it may sound, he may think differently, but we instantly clicked. Like, we're two young black boys and it's like, I remember they had all these rooms and we're like, bro, we're getting the bunk beds. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you remember that? <laughs> we said, we're getting the bunk beds. Yeah. How got... old are you at this point? Oh, 16, 17? 2011, bro. 17. Yeah, 17. 17. And it was funny too, because we've got pictures too. And with all these other athletes who I went to university with at the time mm. in the States, but didn't know that it was them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah, man, um, it's hard to say. Like, I got a big drive to go to university mm -hmm. on the strength of athletics. Like, it's open so It paid for my school. Like, I graduated degree in international training and finance. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, I took school very serious. Yeah, I wanted to get that in there too. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but Don't be fooled, people. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm playing. You did. I'm playing. Nah, but it's like... It got to the point where I said to myself, okay, am I going to try pursue 
a career in athletics professionally mm-hmm. or should I just stick to the books? And it got to the point where it was like, all right, boom, let's see what schools come to me. Because mm-hmm. I passed the SATs, first time I'm asking. So I've gone through the clearinghouse process, which basically means in academic standing, you're allowed to go to university in Division One, which is the biggest thing. Because you can have the ability athletically, but a lot of international students have to go to a junior college first and they can lose their way there because it is hard. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I was able to get into a D1 school and an alumni of my high school in Jamaica College was the middle distance coach at a school called Villanova, mm-hmm. which is like a, um, what do you guys call it up here? Russell, Russell, what's it called? When there's schools like Creme de la Creme, but it's not Ivy League, like Russell, Russell school. League School, I think it is. Yeah. Like Loughborough, like, yeah, like a Russell brand school. Like, yeah. They're really good schools, but mm. they're not in the same breadth as Oxford and Cambridge, yeah, but they're right below. So Villanova is not an Ivy League school, but it's literally on the Brown, classroom. Columbia. Like it's mentioned in the same breadth, but it doesn't have that title because Ivy League, I think you have to be so many years yeah. old or something like yeah. that. And so I would have got into that school. If I graduate from there, degree in economics, I'm looking at a very good paying job. Mm-hmm. Now, LSU is not as prestigious academically, but athletically, it can't be mentioned in the same breath because they produce some of the Odell Beckham, Shaquille O'Neal, Ben Simmons, uh, Pistol Pete, Patrick Peterson. I'm missing some names. Mm. Richard Thompson, Lolo Jones, like some amazing oh, athletes have gone there. Do you know what I'm saying? I used to go on LSU's website, look at the website and be like, man, only if. I would even bother replying or emailing the coach because I was just like, that's out of my league. Because mm. on the website, they got all these um, times that you have to be to be in consideration for going to the school. It's like 10 to 20.7. I'm like, man, I'm going 21 to and 10 4. Mm. Ah, only if, you know? And uh, it so happened that my lead mentor, he's been a great friend of my life, Mr. Mullins, he's very, very proactive. So he got in contact with the school and they saw me around at Penn Relays. Mm-hmm. And Coach Elliot, who's now the head coach at Clemson, was the associate head coach at LSU. He's Jamaican also. So they kind of have a, you know, they look out for people. Yeah. They, you know, family. They, they took a risk on me. And yeah. Paid off. <laughs> was yeah. you at LSU when you won European under 20s? Yeah, that was my freshman year. Okay. That was my freshman year in university. I remember I ran 20.69 in college. Mm. And that same year I went on to win Europeans in 20.62. What would you say comparing like, you know, doing other competitions in America mm. to Britain? To recent? To Britain, yeah. Oh, to, to run, to run in, yeah, in America, running in Britain? England, yeah. Oh, it's different. So um, I hadn't run in England in 10 years up mm. until winning trials in 2017. So 2016, I was supposed to run after going 1995 and 10 or 9 that year, but I'd pulled my hamstring at NCAAs. So I went from being the number one prospect on everybody's draft board, looking at a lucrative contract, yeah, to just being brushed in, in, in the side. Injury. Yeah, because in athletics, you're as good as your last race. Yeah. yeah. In other sports, they can see your potential and say, all right, we'll sit him out for you, you know, come through athletics. No, 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 no. You're as good as your last race. And my last race was like 20.2 at the Olympics. And I got knocked out in the semis. So my stock just fell. The buzz had gone. All shoe companies allocate their money. And then they like, oh, yeah. had to come back to school. I was looking, I was on the Mercedes website looking at cars. <laughs> you know, you can build your car. Yeah. I was yeah. building my car, boy. And I was like, I've got to wait some time now. I just got to eat humble pile over again. So what made, like, what made you decide to come to that British trial? 
2017? Yeah. I had to, to make the world championship team. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you just... Well, now that you're, you're back... Are you back in the UK now? No, no. I'm, still, I'm, I'm still based in America, yeah. What coach are you still with? I I was with um, Coach Dennis Shave when I was at LSU, but yeah, mm-hmm. I made the transition to Lance Brown and Pure Athletics Group um, in Claremont, Florida. So what was the transition like if you well, if you leave uni, mm-hmm. going outside and then going through, pretty much pro, yeah. Mm. What's the transition like? Do you get the same amount of coaching, physio? Um, it's very different because when you're in a university set up, you're babied. You live lavish life. Uh, LSU's a very, very, um, it's a good school and it's in good financial standing. So it's calm, you know, physio's on deck. When you move to Claremont now, the thing, the reason why I made the move is to be in a professional environment. Mm-hmm. So I understand my colleague, my collegiate coach makes a very, very nice sum on the strength of being a head coach at LSU. Mm-hmm. And so, but his obligations are to being at LSU. So he's with them all the time. When it comes to their season, he's only there three days a week because they travel Thursday, run Friday, run Saturday, come back Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I could only see him three days a week. Great guy, I love him, can't speak anything bad about him. But when it comes to your career, you want a full-time coach, do you know? Yeah. So I made that move and... Unfortunately, we're going to have to cut this, this uh, chat short. Um, just a few complications that have happened today, but it's fine. It happens. We move on. We're going to come back to this at some point in the near future. Um, where are you going to be over the next few weeks? Uh, anniversary games on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're running the four by one. You know, defending world champs. We made history in that stadium. So come out, <laughs> yeah. support, and uh, we're running two hundred also. So two day event. Though. I encourage you to come out. Great talent. Great event. And have some fun. Right, cool man listen thank you for coming um, I know it's Appreciate been brief that. but Cheers, yeah. <laughs> still amazing as always um, I'm DJ Marnie signing out it's up cool gone his name's Barry <laughs> <laughs> I would say his last name but that's a bit too much is that how you're gonna do me you can't find me under that you know not even not even Facebook you can find me with that where do you get Armani from it's my middle name I, I don't even think it is Oh. Listen, <laughs> you know the ones where like, you say, don't, don't let me put the receipts in. You know, you know, you know when you say, man, I wish my name was this.